Well, hi, everybody. I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. It's fun Thursday, and that means you never know what's going to happen. Oh, I know who's not here. Compton Vineyards. That's who we were waiting for. Maybe Tabitha will show up. Um, they are on our show tonight, too, but we haven't seen her in the green room. And you guys can I can see everybody kind of working through every place in here. So they um, our sponsors tonight are Chris Dental Family Dentistry, also BS Free MD. And you're going to meet May and Tim tonight. Some of you already know them, but you're going to meet them again tonight. Uh, they have a podcast where they talk very openly, bluntly, professionally. And is funly a word? Funly? I think funly can be a word. If I want to say it, it's my show. I can call it what I want. It's very funly. And um, and they're they're kind of cracker boxes and they're funny, but they really are really, really are doctors. I mean, they really are. And uh, so they're going to be doing that. They're one of our sponsors as well. Kim Sark's going to be here tonight from the pumpkin patch. Um, she got uh, took a little ride and it sounds kind of violent to me. But, you know, hey, I don't know. I, Kim is kind of a violent person um, and she has the kids with her tonight. And then we've got old William London. Bill London with 16 minutes of news. And oh my gosh, <laughs> sometimes I go through and watch first, you know, because I want to make sure that I'm not going to get in trouble and I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> He's talking about politics in Oregon and then all kinds of stuff. And what I love about Bill is he gives you things that you never hear on the, the, the regular legacy news. Um, Bill goes to that depth. And what's kind of fun is May and Tim, I know, are big Bill fans, and Bill pays attention to what they do. And Matt McCarl is not only a sponsor of our show with New Leaves Hyperbarics and Wellness Center, he also helps sponsor BS Free MD. So we're like all one big happy family. And don't you just love that, May and Tim? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, do I still have to cough every time I bring you on? <laughs> Uh, only if you want to, but you know, I don't have my, I'll do, I, I know where to, I know how to put it down. I just cop. I was going to say, do you want me to wear a mask? What should or, I do you, <laughs> or do you want me to wear a glove? <laughs> oh, now Dr. Tim, I'm not that kind of guy. Usually. So, and here's Kim Stark. Kim, oh, hi. How, oh, I'm sorry. Did I forget about you? I was chatting weird. You know what I, yeah, weird, Kim chatting to someone else. You know what I forgot? Kim, uh, Tabitha is not here with, oh, with our winery. Elena's oh, the heaviest. Well, can you be Tabitha tonight? Everett, can go back to Everett, just a minute. Everett, listen what they're doing. Show Rick what you guys are doing. What are you guys? Oh, they're weighing each other on the pumpkin scale. Oh, there's Kim, see those people walking by? They're going, why can't that woman control her children? <laughs> I'm, I'm so used to it right now. It doesn't even matter. So. It's because May and Tim, Kim has twins, a boy and a girl twin. And that's going to be my excuse the rest of my life. For her whole uh, life. Valid excuse. That's why she needs Compton Family <laughs> Vineyards to be I here. <laughs> I need a glass right now. Look, you, I, can, I can hook you up. <laughs> I've been there and I've done this before. All right, Kim, so you'll tell us about that in just a minute. I'm going to go talk to BS Free MD and then we'll get back to you, okay? okay. All right. Hey, you guys. Welcome to, welcome to the fun. I I'm know. so glad to have you as clients. This is really fun and just friends. And, and Tim and, and May have been on before um, a long time back during the, um, I call it the dark ages. You know, <laughs> that, 
that two years that we had, you know what you do on Facebook is you don't call it. I've learned, I call it the dark ages or remember that special time we had for two years when we couldn't do anything. So I don't mention the LD word or the C word. Yes. Yeah, C word a bad word in our house too, then, for various remember, reasons. <laughs> remember when we got to cover up our faces for a long time, that was such a happy time. Well, but you just came on during that time and I, actually got, <laughs> got dinged um, because we were talking about reality and, you know, we shouldn't be doing that on Facebook, right? So you guys do a podcast called BS Free MD. Tell me how this started with you. Well, it started- with this with us or the podcast? <laughs> Not you. No, I don't care how you got started. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a long time ago. Yeah, uh, that was ancient it, years. It started at the beginning of that time- uh, we started doing Facebook lives because people had so many questions and it kind of started to blow up. And we said, well, we've always wanted to do a podcast. And so we just said, why don't we take our 30 years of medical experience um, the way we like to interact? And basically, uh, our pillow talk is often uh, very scientific and uh, our table talk around our kids. We you know we'd sit down for dinner and we'd be taught, you know, debating, like actively debating medical treatments. And we said, why don't we just share that with everybody because that's what we do we we don't always agree and um it's been fun we get along great i mean you know we've been married 30 years and she still lets me see her naked so something's working <laughs> oh speaking of naked um we, we saw more of tim than any of us except for maybe may want to see um he, he put something on the other day that they they're close to a way what's what's the name of the company we might as well give them a free plug. Yeah. Well, actually, now we're going to be affiliate sponsors. Or they must not, must not have seen the ad on Instagram <laughs> yet. But um, it's Naked Way. It's a brand of protein powder that we use. They have other supplements as well, but it's literally called Naked Way, mostly because there's not much in it other than whey protein powder. And it comes from organically sourced, grass-fed um, cows. cows. And I think they massage the cows as well <laughs> and, yeah. and speak to that them. Is, that is utterly ridiculous. Utterly ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so anyway, what, so what are you guys, you, but you do now, now it's kind of now that COVID's since the president said COVID's over. Now you guys are doing all kinds of different stuff. You have guests like from all over the place on talking about interesting things. What's coming up this week? Well, Fun that you should ask that. Um, so our podcast drops every Thursday. So today's new episode came out and people can find it on Spotify, iTunes, Apple iTunes, iHeart, um, Podbean, um, Google, most uh, typical um, podcast platforms. But this week's is really kind of an interesting one. We did with a registered dietitian from Canada, our homeland. She, uh, this episode's called Hacking Chemo Through Diet and Nutrition. Um, she was diagnosed with stage one ovarian cancer out of the blue uh, in her mid 50s, I believe. Mm -hmm. And she has always been a dietitian that's sort of bucked the system and believes in a low carb diet. Many of them push carbs on patients. Um, but she took matters into her own hands, researched uh, cancer metabolism really thoroughly, and she put herself on pretty much a ketogenic diet and then intermittent fasting during her chemo treatments. Um, she's got a protocol for it, a book, um, really great story and really inspirational and a positive woman. Yeah. That is so awesome. I mean, 
when I had cancer, I, I hear all kinds of different diet things, but it's just, that's a thing for me. It changed the way I, you know, you start looking at going, okay, either it's environmental or something I'm putting in my body. So let's take care of both. Right. Um, so I moved out of Eugene. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no. And, and her, to her point, you know, the, the interview, she tells a lot about it, but um, cancer cells like sugar and carbs and a lot of, you know, what you're going through in your chemo too, or is what happens to your gut. So your gut health is really important during that whole time. And she talks about how you can trick your cancer cells into, I mean, not starving them, but she went through chemo as well. And she did the traditional treatments, but she also learned to do all that she could in her power to keep her health up. And that's really cool story. I'll tell you that, you know, for, for me, that was like part of it. I, I remember when um, I was getting treated <clears throat> at OHSU and the, 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 they were sending me down to the gym. So I, I, they'd blast me. And then my doctor, I, I'm sure this isn't true, but he said, I'm going to blast the, the, the bad cells and kill them. Some of the good cells are going to get damaged and you're going to go to the gym and restore them. And I just, I clocked into that and I went, yeah. So then I go in and they, you know, treat, do my treatment. And she goes, where are you headed? And I sit down to the gym to kick your ass. And it was my thing. You know what I mean? I was warring. And I remember I cried when I when I left the last day. I cried because I was no. Now I had to live with it. It wasn't. Mm. I'd done everything I could, and now I was you know not actively fighting it the way I was. And I remember that was the hardest thing for me is going. Now now what do I do? I like I I just I just hope it doesn't come back and I live. And so a few months later, I learned no. I'm going to control what goes into me. And every time I'm doing a workout, I know that that's, right. that's what I'm doing. But I think that's, I, I've talked to other cancer patients and they said the same thing. It's like, when you're in the process, you feel like, okay, let's get it. And then all of a sudden, what, now I just trust that it's not going to happen again. Yeah, no, it's, it's tough. I think the crying though was from the soy milk you put in your coffee. <laughs> oh, because it raised my estrogen level. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then, you know, all of a sudden you couldn't drive a manual transmission either, you know, so. <laughs> which is why you hear this. Is I know, totally. <laughs> I'm not listening to that sexist bastard. <laughs> so, so that's why now. Yeah. Oh God, that treatment was just great. <laughs> so now I use, oh, I use uh, coconut milk. Oh, so yeah. So the only side effect of that is, you know, well, anyway, that's a whole different medical. That's exactly right. Big coconuts. <laughs> so this week, that if anybody knows anybody that is going through chemo or in that situation, this would be a really great episode for them to tell people about. It's up right now on Spotify under BS, like bullshit, BS free, because there's no BS in this stuff. Correct. BS free MD. All yep. right. And then you guys once a month are going to be coming on and we're going to actually do a show with you doing uh, maybe interviewing someone and some stuff like that to kind of give people a taste of what it's like. Perfect. And is, I can't remember, Tim, are we putting this one up on rumble as well? So we're starting to do video now yes. as well, not just audio. I want to throw that out there. And so um, we are putting our video interviews and we have three up there already. Um, everybody will be interested in the Peter McCullough interview that's already up there. Um, and RFK's publisher and um, author, uh, Editor. Editor, not author. He's the author. Uh, but uh, this one will be up as well. So people can look on Rumble and see the video interviews if they're interested in watching or just the regular podcast searches. Okay. All right. Perfect. But um, Tim, when you're on television, just so you know, keep your damn pants on. <laughs> well, you have no idea if I'm wearing pants. It's really... <laughs> <laughs> 
I haven't seen May look down once. <laughs> business up, fr business up front, party down below. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, you guys. We'll see you later. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Love you. Bye. All right, now Kim. Oh, you you're going to call me after that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I have pants on. Kim, yeah. Well, we can't see, but I, there's a lot of people around there. No wonder yeah, our numbers are really high. Oh, Tim and May, we just had somebody come on here. Jason Greenbud says pants are not optional here. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yep. That'd go over well. Uh, no, I have pants on. But you know what? I almost peed my pants. We went on a scary ride. We were throwing <laughs> pumpkins at these scarecrows, and our driver was crazy. And he's right here because he's Walt's nephew. Walt owns this place. This is Mike Johnson. We did have hey, Mike. How you doing? <laughs> okay, so he's been here for years with his dad. Tell us how, how long Walt's owned it. So Walt has owned it for the last 50 years, but it's been in our family for 107 years. 100 and how many? <laughs> Was 107 years. Can you believe that? No. Oh, my God. So Johnson Farms has been around that long. So so how, how did you guys start this? Is a video you're showing, Kim, of the kids throwing pumpkins at them? Send video of your right. He goes around the corners very crazy, and I guess your uncle does that too, right? I only got a little snippet there, but they were tossing him. Okay, I, wait, I wait, forgot wait. how hard it is to no, throw I as you're moving. So I funny. gotta do this again. Hold on, we gotta do a replay. <laughs> and then I asked if if he's been hit in the head. I mean, that's he's taking. You're brave to drive that. Oh, it gets dangerous sometimes. People got some arms. That is so fun. So, um, how late are you? How long are you guys open? Is it through through? Uh, um, what is it? Halloween? Yeah. So we're open until about the second week of November is kind of when we slow things down, and the, about the third week of September is when we just start opening up. Mainly October is our busy month. And you guys have other stuff besides pumpkins, right? Uh, during the non like pumpkin season, we have our little farm store here and we sell berries and other little goodies and stuff like that throughout the year. But mainly we just do the pumpkin patch. So, so you said 117 years. Is that how 107? Yeah, 107. So you guys were probably you probably were there. I know you were there before I-5 was put in, weren't you? Uh, I personally wasn't, so I really don't know that. Question. No, you had to be because your other farms on the other side. That's you. Yeah, it's on both sides of I five. No, what? What? How? No, you, you weren't here 107 years ago. What are you like? 25. Say that again. How, how old are you? 25. I'm, I'm 26. Oh, he's good. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> and he's wow. been working a family affair. His dad does stuff here too. They're all just a family farm. And this is their busiest time. They don't do stuff for Christmas and stuff. So right now with the, the wagon rides, the big giant pumpkins. You guys sell these giant ones? Yeah. Look at the size of these. Wow. That's, I mean. I, is that now? Wait, wait. I have a technical question. Is technical. that really a pumpkin or is that a squash? Oh. Technically a squash. It, it, just, doesn't, it just doesn't stop. I mean, <laughs> it just doesn't I, can't, stop. I cannot help. Seriously, I am like one of the smartest people I know right now. I, and now he's feeling so smart. And I'm and I'm I don't mean that in an egotistical way. I mean it's just like look at I mean Kim, look at this stuff, you know? I know, I know. You almost kissed his age and everything. And their the family home is next door. 
Well, you need him to take you on a ride when you come back to Oregon. So. Okay, so can I can get up closer here, dude? I want to ask you a question. So yeah. if I go on that ride, can we put Kim out there as the scarecrow when I throw pumpkins at her? I mean, I'm down. It's up to this her. This is what I deal with. <laughs> but only if she can do it right back at you. Yeah, exactly. It's only fair. <laughs> we'll throw it at Rick's hair. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you are so bad. So, um, Kim, what do you got planned this weekend with the kids? Okay. Well, I know. Now we did. Our, now we had our fun stuff. We're doing soccer and football all weekend. Everett gets to play at Oxen for his flag football team. So he's excited oh. to play there. So that'll be our big. Yeah, we'll send video. Oh, my God. Yeah, take some. Would you do? Seriously, take some video. And we'll, yeah, use oh, it, for sure. we'll use it next th Thursday, okay? Okay, sounds good. Okay. All right. so, but if anybody out there who wants something fun to do, come out here. You guys are open all weekend, right? All weekend. Okay. We'd be happy to have you. All right, Kim, I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye, guys. All right. See you later. So, you guys, somehow Tabitha did not get there. I think they're just really busy because this weekend they're having their wine party um, out at Compton Family Wines, which is in Philomath. And um, I'll tell you what, I. I've been drinking their wine like you would not believe. <laughs> we went and got like, I don't know how many cases, but <laughs> we're supposed to. Okay. So it's supposed to be for our Airbnb guests. But, well, I kind of cracked into the, one of the bottles and then I kind of opened another case. Oh, Tabitha's watching. She's there. She's there. And, Tabitha, if you're in a place where you can come on, I still have the link. It's still there in your email, but um, otherwise I can do this for you. So Kathy and I, when we were there visiting, we tried some of their wine, which is why we bought it. Mm, that's kind of creamy. I was gonna look at your ring, but then he's doing a whole video. Isn't she cute? I mean, Tabitha too, but I was talking about my wife. Um, she is pretty, huh? I think so. <laughs> Been together for 44 years or some damn thing. I don't know. So she's putting up with me that long. But um, anyway, that's the wine parties this weekend. And you can join anytime. So you can go out there and you can just join. But it's also harvest time. So um, Tim, you know, Tim Slade, the guy that works with us, he's one of our family. Um, he is back there in Oregon and he's going to go out there and get some video of the harvest. Um, she says she doesn't see the email. Um, Tabitha, look in your junk mail. Um, and see if it's there. And you know what? Um, what else do I have? I have a couple of commercials I can run and I'll try to send it to you again. Let me do something real fast. Let's see how, how, how talented I am. I wonder if I can do two things at one time. Cause I think you were the last email I sent. No, that was fun doctors. Okay. So I got to go back here. Just hang in there. You know, here, I know what I'm going to do. Um, Tim and May. <laughs> Keep people have a little conversation while I go do something here. Thanks for the he thanks for the heads up, Rick. Oh, we'll you're welcome. I forgot to tell you. Hey, I'm going to bring you on right now. We'll take um, it from here. No problem. <laughs> you smart, Alex. All I got to do is copy and paste, and you know all that kind of stuff, and then um, and then it works. So here we go. Okay. So uh -oh. we were just going to tell you that you know I'm a little jelly about your wine. We did go to Compton ourselves actually for the first time a couple of weeks ago. It was, we will back you up on that. It's fantastic wine. Love it. And they and, have a ton of yes. different, I mean, there's not like, it's not like one red one and they have different price levels too, which is what I really like because you can get something more in my budget or you could go for the really. Right. Old, old I'm, a, I'm a big wino. 
snob. <laughs> Why no yes, snob? You, are. Um, you know, next to my vodka tasting. But uh, what I really liked is they have some amazing blends that they do themselves there uh, together. I don't know what you thought of those, but instead of to... just the regular, you know, they get the Pinot, the Chardonnay, which is really good, but I like the blends too. Did you have the little champagne in the little bottles? No, we didn't have. Oh, I see. I see. Oh, I have it down there and I should know it, but it's really good. They come in little teeny cans and, and it's like, like little bottles of champagne or little cans of champagne. It's kind of oh, fun. That's fun. Well, and they had a rosé that was made from Pinot grapes, which was really good. Was that? But, yeah, I got that. It was the Romano. Mm-hmm. Tim bought, really liked that. Yeah, we bought two bottles of that. So it's just like a Pinot Gris. But it's made, they leave the skin on, and then it turns it kind of a rosé color. Yeah, really, but really we shouldn't talk about this because we're actually doing Tim's Sober October. Drooling and he's doing, well, I'm supporting oh, him with right. Sober oh, it's, October. It's CO2. That's what Tabitha's writing on here. It's CO2. Tabitha, I did send you a link again if you want to yeah. look for it. Um, so you guys, so you're just trying for a month to, to not drink any alcohol? Correct. Is that both of you? Well, it sucks because it's my birthday month and I'm trying to be supportive of him, but I don't know how I'm going to make it. I sort of invited her into this experiment, so I figured it would be a good experiment. That was really good. Wow. I'm just I'm just the support staff. Right. <laughs> I, I was wondering because I did have a couple of calls of people finding reporting her down at the local tavern. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can you right. come get her again, please? <laughs> They're calling Rick. Isn't May connected with you somehow? Yeah. Well, she's down here at the five and dime, you know, buying bottles of MD. <laughs> MD. God. There MD. you go. That's right. Oh, that's perfect. You're, you're carting out, you know, boxes of wine. I got right? ratted out again. Yeah. And actually, you know, what do I do? One of my other favorite vineyards that I'm a longtime subscriber to from Oregon is having their big wine pickup party on my birthday weekend. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I looked at him and said, Really? What am I going to do? If I was going to make like a, like there's an alcohol in Oregon and they just sold, the, the company just sold to another company, but it's called Big Bottom Gin. And I, I, I love that because Big Bottom Gin, you can go, you know, um, so what I, of course, the first time I bought it, I walked up to the counter and I held it up and the guy looks at me and says, does this gin make my butt look big? <laughs> <laughs> He looked at me and he goes, you've been waiting for that. And I go, I, I'm going to buy it just because of that. But yeah, I have, but look who showed up. Dun, 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 dun. Hi. So T- Tabitha, some of your big fans here, BS free MD right ahead above you. I'm, I'm their fan. Oh, excellent. Thank you so much. <laughs> so Tab, what you got going on this weekend? This is the, I told folks, isn't this the, the wine club party? Yeah, we have wine club. We're also picking grapes Saturday and Sunday. Actually, I talked to Tim today. He's talking about maybe coming out this weekend. And I'm driving right now doing a wine delivery. So I, I pulled over. Oh, good. Because we hate to have you drinking wine and driving and not pulling over. <laughs> really I'm working on Sober October, too. I didn't know it was called that, but... Huh. Well, uh, well, I maybe. hope that you are really successful because I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't been that great, but there's an effort. So, Tab, did you see that picture I posted of our steak dinner last night? Ooh, no, I missed it. Okay, I tagged you in it, but it's like um, we had we we get we got a cat. We didn't kill the neighbors, but we somebody we got a cow for you know in the freezer, 
And so we oh, had these cool. big old T-bones. And then we had the, the Compton Pinot, the three pigs. Ooh. And it was so good. But I, I well, made it. I took a picture of the bottle before I ate my steak and it was already like down to like here because, you know, that's the warm up. And, and I shouldn't be talking about this in front of Tim. I feel really bad, but it was delicious and it was so savory and wonderful. Mm. <laughs> yeah, we Maybe do have three picks. Our three pigs, Pinot Noir, Pinot Noir is uh, alma mater to my three pigs on the farm. So I've got a couple pet pigs that hang out and they're just spoiled. They, I've taught them how to sit and they run around and they're grazers. So they graze around the vineyard. They're so cute. Nobody else thinks they're as cute as I think they are. But Yeah, I thought they were, you know, sort of cute. I mean, in a piggish <laughs> sort of way. I mean, better looking than Miss Piggy from the Muppets. I would say that. They have smooshed faces, so they can't. You can't really see their eyes. I think mean, it's cute. They're a mess. They're a cute mess. They're All pug. Right. They're pug pigs. <laughs> you have yeah. to marinate, marinate the chef. You have to marinate the chef. Somebody came on here and said, "Tom Hunt says you have to marinate the chef." Tom, in my house, I am not the chef. Um, my wife is the chef always. Yeah, there's no Rick. Doesn't get near the kitchen. She wants it done right. All right, so Tabitha, this weekend people are invited out. They can come out to the wine um, winery to just taste wine or, there's a, or join the club and be in the wine party. And um, no stomping grapes, though. Yeah. <laughs> we, will, we will be all hands on deck. I'm, I'm sure uh, my kids are on payroll, so they work in the winery also. Smiling the whole time for the wine club, and my other boys will be out uh, helping stomp the grapes. Okay, well, Tim can't be around any of that alcohol, but May might come out with her little pretty feet and stomp. I'm thinking he, <laughs> he he's working Saturday, so I might just like what happens on Saturdays. He doesn't have to know about. So you're gonna are you gonna bomb on out there? <laughs> right, I'm thinking so. I'm thinking so. You know, I'm a I'm a serious journalist, and you guys make me kind of crazy on this show. This Thursday show is turning into, and then on the next week we have Rob you know, from down on the coast and he's crazy too. So I think it's turning into kind of just crazy hours. So I, I like <laughs> it. All right. You guys take it easy. BS free MD. Remember you guys check him out on Spotify. Bye Tim and may see ya. Bye. And tab. Good seeing you. I'm glad you could get in at the last minute. I knew you'd do it. Yeah. You're good at this. <laughs> and, and hopefully yeah. people will see you down there. I'm going to go have some of your wine again tonight. Oh, great. Thank you. All right, hon. See you later. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. So we got one more thing for you. Um, remember our sponsors, Chris Daniel Family Dentistry, Camp, uh, Compton Family Vineyards, BS Free MD. Um, I'm going to play Dr. Bratlin. This is Dr. Michael Bratlin from Chris Daniel. Just because we live in Oregon doesn't mean we have to accept this crazy left-wing ideology the rest of our lives. We don't have to succumb to CRT, gender identity, indoctrination, out-of-control homelessness, crime, and so on. We can actually make a change and it starts with the next election. Right now, it is our responsibility to make sure that those who share our same values are elected in November. Make sure you and everyone that you know actually votes. We can and will take back Oregon. And that's Dr. Michael Bratlin. If you're looking for a dentist, um, he's the guy. Um, I'll tell you what, super reasonable. Um, in fact, later this month, we're going to do a show on the, one of his business partners who actually makes uh, the crowns that he uses here in the United States, he does not use Chinese crowns, which is where most of them are made. 
and these are high quality and Dr. Bratlin will you know, stand behind them 100 um, percent. And uh, we're going to talk to uh, Randy and find out how they're made. Um, which I find because I got one and I want to, I think it's very interesting to see. Okay. So now we're going to go to um, our Bill London and <laughs> I am not responsible for what Bill talks about. Okay. This is not my problem. Um, but here's Bill and uh, your wrap up of the week in news. Take it away, Bill. Good evening from the news radio, 1120 AM and 93.7 FM KPNW studios. I'm Bill London and I'm here to break things. I uh, also co-host the Wake Up Call Monday through Friday morning, 6 a.m. to 9 on KPNW, streaming live at kpnw.com. And the news brought to you by Chris Dental and Dr. Michael Bratland, where he's willing to stick his hands in your mouth. All right, let's start off with the political news. Four new polls show Republican Christine Drazen with a slight lead over Democrat Tina Kotek in Oregon's gubernatorial race. Depending on the poll, her lead over Tina Kotek is anywhere from 2 to 4%, well within the margin of error. Uh, as far as both candidates and who would vote for them, both are in the low 30% range. Only one poll, DHM, shows Betsy Johnson with over 20% of likely voters preferring her, 21% if you want to be accurate about it. Also, according to polling, and I find this pretty interesting, very few individuals consider abortion to be a deciding factor. Now, if you have been listening to Democrat Tina Kotek and seeing her ads, you would think that is the only thing that people are going to be voting on and the biggest issue that they're going to be making a decision on when it comes to the gubernatorial race. Not so. According to several polls, the issues that Oregon voters care most about are homelessness, crime, drug use, and affordable housing. Abortion and inflation, which I find that surprising, don't appear to be playing a big role in Oregon for just about anybody. Now, talking about this, I'm kind of curious whether you saw the debate on KATU on Tuesday night. It was also simulcast on KVAL in Eugene and I believe KTVL in Medford. And <clears throat> K2 was moderating that in Portland with one of its anchors. And as a news group, I mean, this could have been a major coup for that broadcasting group. And the three candidates could have set themselves apart. That is, if the event was actually crafted to be anything but as shallow as possible. Now, if you saw this thing last night, and I'm going way off script here, if you watched this thing last night, it was, it started ostensibly at six o'clock. The actual debate, that is from the point that the candidates started talking to the time that they ended, it was about 48 minutes. The first six minutes of the debate was nothing but KATU congratulating itself on running this particular debate, and then a lengthy explanation of the rules. And as far as the way that it was crafted was absolutely ridiculous. When a question was asked, each candidate had one minute and 15 seconds to answer. And during the entire course of the debate, each candidate was only allowed three rebuttals during the course. 
So what you had was something that was carefully crafted to ensure that you only got sound bites instead of something substantive that maybe would give you some insight into the particular candidates. All you got was the same talking points that you would normally get in a typical 60 second political ad on television. Now I'm going to say that if you wanna see an actual debate between the three candidates that really does kind of get into the issues and has some meat, I suggest you go to the KTVZ website because there was a debate that nobody was talking about between the three candidates and Bend last week. It was over an hour and a half and you can actually see them trying to flesh out their particular ideas. Now you may be asking, well, if they could do that in band an hour and a half, why didn't they do that in the Portland de uh, debate that was held on Tuesday night? Well, I'll tell you why. Because the stations didn't want to preempt Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune starting at 7 and 7.30 respectively. Those two syndicated shows account for a huge amount of their revenue and they sell commercials in those shows for an enormous amount of money. Oh no, we got to continue making the money. I'll take, keep the electorate ignorant for a thousand. Daily double. All right, in other news, we've talked a lot about the increases in drug abuse, in drug addiction, and in overdose deaths here in Oregon on this particular little newscast. Well, we're going to look at it in a completely different way, and that is, What's it really costing? Now, methamphetamines and synthetic opioids like fentanyl have helped drive an increase in opioid overdoses and related deaths in 2021, according to the latest report from the Oregon Health Authority. The report is called Opioids and the Ongoing Drug Overdose Crisis in Oregon, and it shows that overdoses involving multiple drugs known as polysubstance overdoses, that's where somebody takes, say, fentanyl and methamphetamine at the same time, also rose during 2021 and now account for more than half of all fatal overdoses. So I said, well, what's the cost? Hospitalizations increased in 2021 following decreases in 2018 and 2020. The charges for drug overdose-related hospitalizations in that one-year period of 2021 reached $170 million, and overdose-related emergency room charges reached $50 million. In addition, there were almost 73,000 emergency department visits in one year in Oregon and more than 17,000 hospitalizations related to substance use disorder and other in issues that go along with having an overdose in 2021. That's a lot of money. And if you think those individuals were paying those bills, no. The vast majority of them didn't pay one penny. Those costs were absorbed by the hospitals. And guess who they're being passed on to? You and your insurance company. Now, we dovetail that 
with this. Nearly two-thirds of Oregon's hospitals lost money in just the second quarter of this year, with margins plunging to deaths below the lockdown of 2020 when all but basic operations ceased, according to a new analysis released by Apres Health Insights. It's been driven by sharply increasing labor and other costs combined with flat revenue. Hospital losses from operations collectively reached $111 million in the second quarter. Through the first six months of this year, hospitals throughout the state have lost almost a quarter of a billion dollars. Now, according to Becky Holtberg, she's the OAHHS president and CEO, she says the wheels have come off the financial model that allows hospital doors to open to patients. She says this dismal financial picture calls into question the ability of hospitals to provide essential and life-saving care for patients in their community now and in the future. She says it should be a wake-up call that rely on functioning hospitals to take care of our loved ones and neighbors. She said, the system can break, and we are getting ever closer to the breaking point. If you want percentages, median operating margin declined sharply in Q2, minus 4.7%, following a Q1 margin of minus 2.5%. Both those numbers are below where they were at the early stages of the pandemic. And once again, hospital revenue is not covering the cost of patient care. And the system here in Oregon is breaking down across pretty much the entire care curriculum. And it's more than just hospitals and emergency rooms. It's ambulances that are going to hospitals. And there is a capacity crisis in hospitals to the point where it's adding strain on hospital staffs and finances. On an average day in Oregon, 500 patients around the state are actually ready to be discharged from hospitals into a care setting that better meets their needs. That would be something like skilled nursing. Well, there's nowhere for them to go because there's not enough staff and enough beds to take care of them. So they're staying in hospitals. And meanwhile, hundreds of more people are waiting in emergency departments, literally boarding there, waiting for a staffed bed in the hospital to open. So you've got emergency departments that are often full, which means long wait times for ambulance companies and other community members that need to get treated. Well, how do you think that Oregonians, and in particular, Oregon voters, feel about Portland? While the vast majority of Oregon voters have a negative impression of Portland in a poll commissioned by the Oregonian. Half of the respondents said they had a very negative view of Portland's largest city, while another 22% said they have a somewhat negative impression of Portland. That according to the poll conducted by DHM Research. Only 5% view the city positively, 18% view it somewhat positively. That according to a poll of 600 likely voters chosen to match the demographics of the state's turnout in the November election. So I have to ask this, what's not the like about Portland? I mean, they had a year and a half of peaceful demonstrations. Well, yeah, it left businesses boarded up and burned out and finally vacant. And well, okay, the city has become an urban homeless encampment and that you've got crime, 
lots of it, including violent and deadly crime that is driven in large part by bank gangs. But of course, we can't say that it's gangs that are doing this. Then you have a city council that tackles crime by putting up orange traffic barrels. Okay, that is something that should be on the positive side of Portland, and that should weigh in people's minds. They should be thinking, okay, yeah, I may feel negatively, but orange traffic barrels, man, that that balances it out. You also have soaring rents and a mayor that never played Clue as a kid, which is obvious because he obviously can't catch one. And then you have a district attorney who won't prosecute felonies and who really couldn't give a rip about the rights of victims. And if anyone thinks this happened overnight, nah. Think about it. This took years of hard work to create this kind of chaos in Oregon's largest city. And if you love irony, here's one for you. Do you know what Portland's marketing slogan is? Now, mind you, again, the vast majority of Oregon voters have a negative impression of Portland. Here's the marketing slogan for the city, and it was released about eight months ago. We like it here. You might like it too. That's good stuff. I don't know. I'm kind of thinking maybe a more honest slogan would be Portland, the place of your dreams if you want to closely examine an urban sphincter. At a time when public schools across the state say they don't have enough teachers, three Bend Lapine school district teachers were fired Tuesday because they failed to show proof of being vaccinated for, for COVID-19. It was a 6-0 vote of the school board, and Mark Schultz, Zach Webb, and Kelly Lundy were all terminated from their jobs. Many of them, or at least one of them, had been there for over 26 years. All three teachers and the district were given 10 minutes for testimony. The HR department of the district said, from the district's perspective, it's strictly an issue of the district following the law. At least one of the teachers says they're going to appeal this and likely take it to court. Speaking of short meetings, now we've talked about that here on Get Real with Rick Dancer, and that is that Oregon very likely is soon going to be joining California in banning the sale of gas-powered cars by 2035 to stop climate change. And that's pretty much a game changer. If you think about it, that is a big one. That is huge. So the Oregon Department of Environmental Quality that is, well, doing this, is holding a whopping two meetings for public comment. And they're not going to be meetings where people can go. No, they're going to be virtual meetings. Nothing could go wrong or be rigged with that. They're going to do that on October 18th and 19th. A ground-shifting change and two virtual public meetings. That's all they're going to do. Then by the end of the year, well, they're going to ram it through regardless of what the people say. And we'll leave with this. The Oregon Education Department has an early learning division, and they spent $26 million on preschool slots, tuition essentially, over the past two school years for low-income kids. $26 million for kids that never enrolled. This means millions of dollars that were supposed to help low-income families send their children to preschool 
uh, were not used for that purpose. How were they used? Nobody knows. There was a location in Portland that admitted to one of the Portland TV stations, COIN, that they were paying preschool teachers $17 an hour, that they didn't have any kids coming there, while the organization got thousands of dollars to keep the lights on from the state and the payment protection program loans during COVID-19. Well, that's $26 million well spent for something. We don't know what, but it was well spent on something. All right, that's a wrap for me. See you next week. And now it's time for Rick to roll out an industrial drum of steaming gooey reel. Sounds like something that came out of Portland Sphincter. <laughs> oh my God. Can you believe it? I mean, yeah, guys, it's just so sad is this is real. I mean, it, that could be like, <clears throat> if that wasn't so serious, that's almost like watching late night television where you're going, oh, these are great jokes. These are great jokes. But this is the government that we have allowed, <clears throat> excuse me, to run Oregon. I sure as hell, you, hell hope that you are going to vote coming up in November because <clears throat> the big problem in my mind, <clears throat> which is it's my show, so it gets to be my mind, um, it's, not, it's not about Democrats and Republicans. You know what it is? It's about apathy. It's about cheating. It's about manipulation. And one party's been doing that for decades while the rest of us were either apathetic, not paying attention, or busy trying to live our lives. Well, now we understand we can't just live our lives. We have to get in there and get involved in this stuff because they are, it, when you have no balance in the state and you have a super majority, um, you, got, you got problems. And look what we're going through right now. And the good news is, I think it's going to turn around. Um, I have great hope that either Christine Drazen or Betsy Johnson is going to win um, and be a new governor in here. And then there's a whole bunch of people. In fact, we're featuring some of this tomorrow. I've got a guy tomorrow for House District 13, 7, and 43 up in Portland for the next three days. Um, not on our show, but I just did interviews with them um, for the heck of it because I want to give them a shot at getting your name out and just who they are. So we just did it for nothing and um, gave him a shot because you know what if somebody's got the balls uh, to run for office i've done it um, it's not a nice world um, if they got the balls to do that then you need to pay attention and listen to them and give them a shot um, <clears throat> and uh, you know oregon I, I i am so hopeful that i can have on november 8th and go gosh i'm so glad i moved to montana because this isn't about all that for kathy and me this is our this is our dream this is our life. This is where God wants us to be. Has, has stuff to do with that. I mean, those were ways that God used Oregon to help push us out um, because it was so shitty. And I, I'm a freedom loving man. You know what? And I got to have my freedom. I can't live in, in that. And so, but I'm going to be going, God dang. But I'm also going to be going, I am so happy. I'll cry if you guys get Christine or Debetsy because you are going to be on the way 
becoming what I remember as being a true Oregon, a state of individual people who were independent minded and didn't give a shit if you were a Democrat or Republican. They just wanted to know what you thought and talk it out with you. That's Oregon. It's not this manipulative, vindictive bleh, that it's turned into. So what are the moral of the story? Register to vote and get out there and vote and be participants in it. And don't get overly wrapped up in it. You know, I was reading something from um, listening to Jordan Peterson this morning, and he said this cool thing. Um, and it's in Revelation somewhere, I think, too. It's like, stare into the poison. If it's a snake or the evil inclination or something, don't be afraid of it. You stare into that and you walk into those unknown territories um, that that scare the hell out of you and that you don't think you'll be good at. Just stare it in the face because you can do it. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I think 90% of this is all in here and we are our own worst enemies. So just when there's poison there, don't be afraid of it. Stare at it. Look it in the face and go, come on, I dare you dare you and then you will get what you you will get the wrath but you know what it only hurts for a while i've been doing this a long time i've had people say some really nasty things about me but it only hurts for a while and when you're done you feel like or when you're <clears throat> when you do stand up for what you believe in once you get past that initial pain there's this place where you go god I am so much tougher than I thought I was. I seriously am. I didn't grow up thinking I was very tough. I'm, I'm carrying on, but I didn't grow up thinking I was very tough. And after running for public office and doing what I've done the last few years, um, and you can take this as you want, because I don't care, but I am one bad ass. <laughs> With a heart bigger than his, his head. Uh, but I'm going to fight till the end. Have a good night and uh, share this on your page so other people can see this. And and, and then don't forget the BS Free MD. Um, go find it tomorrow when you're working out. Instead of listening to that music, I've been listening to podcasts. Listen to the podcast. Listen to BS Free MD on Spotify and and learn something cool and, and learn a new thing about yourself. It's, it's a great way to, to get educated and find out what's going on in the world. All right. I'm going to go join my wife and have some fun. Good night.